Hello, hello, welcome, welcome. You thought that I forgot about you. I haven't. I just had to get some some uh, caffeine to help me get going. But don't worry, I never forget about you people. You guys are near and dear. All three of you viewers are near and dear to my heart. You are my top three favorite viewers on the planet. So, um, you know, I would never miss this for the world, even if I have a cough like some other people. Sometimes they're like, oh, I think I got something from the cruise. I can't make the show this week or or whatever other excuse they make. Um, but also, like, you know, I would take this anywhere. You know, if I'm out on the road, I take my webcam and do it from the road, even if I was in the shower. Not that, well, you know, at least two of you don't want to see me in the shower. But anyway, uh, let's get on with the show. Welcome to The Jarek Show. Featuring your hosts, Javad Malik and Eric Crone. Timely topics, poorly presented. So before we kick into it. It's raining men. Hallelujah, it's raining men. And there he is, the man himself that has rained down upon us all. Uh, Mr. Eric Crone, how are you doing? I, I'm doing better than you. This this whole morning, you you getting online in time, and uh, this just felt really clunky, man. What's up? Are you okay? Did you get enough coffee? Do you need more coffee? Do you need a few more minutes? I am all good, man. It's the end of the year, nearly. We only have, I think, one more show in us for this year. Maybe, yeah, yeah, one or two. Oh, two's really pushing it. Um, but I don't love you that much that I'm going to be speaking to you on. Was it the twenty third? Oh, why not? It's just another day. Yeah, but you'd be a lot older by then, isn't it? Oops, did I? Did I release? Now, now you're trying to divulge PII, man. Come on, have you not learned anything? Is it the big six O, Eric? No, <laughs> no, there is no big six O yet. Um, what, what is coming up then? Um, yeah, it, my birthday is coming up, but I think I'll be fifty one. Not 60. Wow. Well, you're closer to 60 than you were, you know, now. We will be closer to 60 then. Well, you're closer to 60 than you were yesterday. So it, it that doesn't make any sense, Javad. It does. It makes perfect sense. So um, what would you like for your birthday? <clears throat> Gosh, I, I had, you know, there really isn't anything I'd like for my birthday. Like a new hit, uh, Botox, filler. Some dental implants, you know, whatever you want. Nothing's too much for you, my friend. <laughs> I'd like you to get on with this show. How about that? Okay, okay. We we will be taking suggestions throughout the show. If you want to pop some in the comments or email us later, then uh, please do. Please do. So, cyber criminals scammed each other out of millions. This this just like is a headline that just puts a smile on my face. I don't care if it's true or not, but. Um, Cyber criminals have lost at least 2.5 million to scammers on at least on just three underground sites in the past 12 months, according to research by uh, Sophos. What do you make of this? I love this just like you do. Um, I think it's one of those very interesting things where, you know, we, we forget about all of the stuff that happens under the underground and the fact that there's infighting and there's people just, I mean, these are criminals dealing with other criminals and some of the dark web um, marketplaces, you know, they, they act as escrow 
where if you make a purchase of something, you basically pay the site. The site holds on to the money until the person receives it and says, yeah, I got it, then releases the money to the seller. Just like if you've ever bought from AliExpress, the Chinese company, that's kind of how they do that, right? Okay. I don't well, do business with the Chinese, unlike you. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but it's kind of funny, though, that these folks always go after each other. Hey, Dan, how's it going? Um, yep. The, the the thing that I love about this is, like, we've seen some very interesting stories. There was some stuff going on uh, with the MongoDB stuff years ago, where the MongoDB databases were found to be not secured well. And a bunch of these bad actors went out and started, like, encrypting them. Oh, nice mug, oldie. Uh, <laughs> Someone they, uh, <laughs> I, I wonder who got that for you. Uh, but they went out and they started uh, encrypting these uh, these databases. And what would happen is the organization would go, oh, crap. And they'd pay the ransom and they'd decrypt it and only find out that one of the other bad actors had encrypted it also before that. So it was like multiple levels of encryption. We've seen that. We've seen folks where they'll take um, like Tor browsers and they'll modify it. So if they see... Um, uh, like a Bitcoin wallet address, it actually replaces it with their own. So they're stealing like people's money that's trying to pay these other bad actors that have something going. I mean, there, there's all this kind of stuff that goes on back there that we don't yeah. really think about. And then you remember when uh, when we had the Ukraine thing and groups split there and they started dumping source code and stuff like that because they were arguing among themselves and and having issues there. So there's you know, when it, whenever you get people together, you get stuff like that going on, and we just don't think about it. No, no. So it reminds me, that reminds me of this film with Sean Connery and Catherine Zeta-Jones in it. I think it's called Entrapment. And there's a scene in it where there's a valuable piece of art that needs to be stolen, and, and Catherine Zeta-Jones, she does the whole, like, um, you know, looping under the lasers and everything. Yeah, uh, doing somersaults and what have you. She gets this artwork, she rolls it up, pops it in a in a mail tube, and then drops it into the mail off that museum or off that that place so that it'll get shipped off. So she does all the hard work, does it. And Sean Connery, he's a rival like thief, and he just knows what her she's up to, and he just waits in the lobby and waits, and then goes picks up the the mail tube and then walks out with it. <laughs> so. This is what it's like. You can just wait for someone to do all the hard work, encrypt someone, and you know what have you, and then just replace it with your own Bitcoin wallet. And oh yeah, take all the rewards. I love to see this kind of stuff going on. I really do. It's just it's a little refreshing, a little bit better than all the losses and stuff that we hear from legitimate people and people trying to run their businesses. So yeah. I always love it when we see stories like this. So I I, I was at Black Hat Europe this week, and yeah. Uh, I'll give you a quick rundown later, but um, I was talking to someone. They were saying how they saw a talk by someone at B-Sides London. I think it was Andy Zephyr who done the talk. Zephyr Fish is his Twitter handle, I think. But what he'd done, he 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 apparently coded this thing. So whenever Patch Tuesday would come out or whenever new O-Days were released, it would automatically go grab the details, set up a new GitHub and say, here's how you exploit it. But when you go to run it, it will just rickroll you. Oh, so, nice. So you're just making it like, so all these script kiddies out there saying, oh, here's a no, news O-Day. They go to Google it. Oh, it's on GitHub. And so like tons of people being rickrolled. Oh, same. that's beautiful. I love that. Go on. 
What's that was an awkward, awkward transition there, man. That was kind of very natural. Yeah, yeah, very. Yeah, this one. Okay, so this story I saw, and I just thought this was pretty clever. I, I, I thought this was interesting how they're doing this with this uh, zombinder or whatever. And, and basically, what it boils down to is, it's nothing crazy, but it's a uh, it's a malware for Android. Uh, and what it does is it kind of like attaches itself to a legitimate app. So the people install this legitimate app and the world's a happy place, right? So I think they did it off some Wi-Fi utilities and things like this. But this little zombie app out there, what it does is after a little while, it launches and says, it's time to update your this app. Like there's an update available for this app. So you click on update and it actually downloads the malware like that, which I thought was a really kind of a clever way to do that. Because people, if they think they're updating, even if it pops up and it asks you for permissions to something, you go, oh, well, you know, it's just part of the update. And uh, it just kind of gets people's mind in the right spot to be willing yeah. to to fall for this kind of stuff. I thought it was really clever. It is. It is. It's, it's a bit like sneaky. It's, it, it's like if I come to you and say, like, give me some money straight off the bat and you don't know me, you're going to be like, no. But if I build up your trust first and make out like we're friends or send you some memes and say, oh, he's a cool guy. He makes me laugh. He sends me funny memes. And then I go wham in with the payload. Right. Like, like wire me 1,200 pounds or something like that, right? Yeah, like exactly. something along those lines. Well, you know, you, you, your math is really bad because, like, I lost a lot of money in the transaction fees. But it's all right. <laughs> that's funny. I paid for money that. Out you. That, that's all that matters. <laughs> so anyways, folks. No, it's just something to think about here. And, and this would be a tough one if you think about it. On mobile devices, it's so much tougher to see things sometimes, right? Like even with phishing and, and you know, looking at stuff like that. So when it pops up and it says it's time for an update, I'm not exactly sure what I would look for to make sure other oh. than to go to the app store and see if it's ready for an update there. I don't know. I just thought that was, this was clever. It's, it's, it's clever and it's horrible because, I mean, we often give people advice like when there's a new update available download it it's got security patches in it it's got you know all this good yeah. stuff in it, functionality so people we're, we're well trained to say new update available let's just download it i don't want to be left exploitable Little well and know, the update itself is what's called yeah and as security professionals, how often are we going, you need to update as soon as you can update as soon as you, I mean, yeah, we yeah. drive that message home. We really, really do. So yeah, it's interesting. Right. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right, right. So th this next story, it's not really a story, but it's a, it's a masterclass on how not to do social media as a company. So oh, no. um, Raspberry Pi hired a cop. He used some Raspberry Pi to build surveillance tech and now is being flippant towards any and blocking anyone who is less than jazzed about that decision. So this is their original. We hired a policeman. It's going really great. Meet our making residence, Tony Roberts Pi. And he says, I was a surveillance officer 15 years, so I built stuff to hide covert video and audio gear. I disposed it at something else like a piece of street furniture or a household item. During all those years of using a Raspberry Pi, I did realize I'd end up and, you know, working out so he's pretty excited you know he's got the lightsaber out nerd oh yeah the whole thing going and they probably thought this is cool and then it's like sorry you've done what <laughs> then 
<laughs> Raspberry Pi's official Twitter account, and at all Masvidana, I think it's the same across both. They, they, it's run by some proper, what is it, Gen Z at the moment? What the old millennial, I, I assume. Someone that's probably got a permanent resting bee face and chews gum and side eyes everyone. And like, you know, probably like some green hair. And so they're replying to everyone like, Oh, man. Someone needs to keep an eye on us. The stuff we get up to in Pi Towers, I, I swear. swear. <laughs> oh man. Um, <clears throat> you know, so, so it goes on. There's like Yeah. I mean, if you're able to read more than a few words in the headline, you'd understand. Wow. Okay. So this is, I mean, it, it almost feels like they're trying to be Wendy's, but not yeah. quite as clever as Wendy's. <laughs> Job, you know him so well. We are reluctant to have you follow us. Bye bye now. Oh goodness! So it, it's going on, and like you know, there, there's there's loads of these interactions. If being dismissive like that further erodes trust, if you don't understand these concerns, that's a learning opportunity for you. Bye bye now. <laughs> so it's just like. Wow. Having said that, I, I get that their responses aren't professional, but I'm struggling to understand what the outrage here is. They've hired someone who used to do something in the past, and you know, is is he going to be there, like putting surveillance tech into Raspberry Pi's buy? I don't think so. Or is he somebody that's just really familiar with the platform yeah. and has done, ha, has seen it do some interesting things? He's a plant from the NSA. That's what he is. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm with you. I don't really see why there's an outrage around this. Yeah. People obviously don't like law enforcement in some cases. And probably the whole idea that he was building covert surveillance was a little bit uh, off-putting to some people. But ultimately, it this feels very bandwagony, man. Like it, just... it does. It does. It's like, we want to be outraged about something. God damn it, give us a reason to be outraged about right. something. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. It, that's a that is an interesting story. Now, um, you mentioned earlier, though. Uh, I don't know if you have any other stories coming up. But you mentioned one 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 interesting tweet or um, a toot. Sorry, should I say? I thought it was funny. Um, oh no, where's it gone? Oh no, we are not responsible for anything he puts on the screen here, folks. I'm at least I'm not. As part of ongoing hunting and continuous monitoring efforts, intelligence team recently came across an interesting RAR file. You could just tell us you found it on Virus Total, like everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd like that. Oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. Well, um, yeah, interesting times here. Uh, now, you mentioned earlier about Black Hat Europe, because you, yeah. just, you just came back from Black Hat Europe, right? And, I did. Uh, yeah, how was that over there? Is the con thing starting to happen a little bit more over there on your side of the pond as well as over here? Cons are picking up, yes. People are turning up to cons and everybody is, by by midday, everyone's like glazed over, say like, we are not used to so much in-person interaction. <laughs> I'm not used to sitting down in one space and concentrating for so long. I want my home office back. Um, but it was it was really good. So the way they, they have it here is like it's at the Excel Center and it, where nearly everything is taking place these days. So InfoSec Europe is there, Black Hat is there, a, a ton of other like, you know, IP Expo, whatever you type, type events. 
And uh, so they have like, on, on one side, they have like a, a third floor where all the briefings were taking place, where all the talks were. And then they had, on the, on the ground floor, you have uh, registration, but then zero, like below ground, you have the vendor expo hall. Okay. So if you're going just for the talks and you're just spending time up there, you're not going to naturally flow into the vendor hall. There's gotcha. no pass through and what have you. So um, there was probably, and the vendor hall, I, I have to say, it, it wasn't very pretty. It was cold. It, I mean, Excel is a, like this massive venue and you have like, it's like basically 50 warehouses all put together. It's like that, that kind of yeah. thing. So it has a very warehousey feel. There wasn't carpet everywhere on the floor. There wasn't like very good aesthetics and, and what have you. So for Black Hat, I was a bit surprised and a bit disappointed in mm. that. So it loses one star there, but the talks and the the people there and the conversations were were really really good. Uh, Dan Cuthbert, uh, he done a fantastic um, opening keynote. It was uh, really good. Touched on a number of great points. He, he spoke about how there's a, a fetish within the industry to focus on uh, O days, yeah. when uh, whereas it's the same old boring stuff that actually wins every time so like you know spearfishing still owns organizations and ransomware and what have you yeah uh, there was also a really interesting point an analogy he drew he said that uh, he spent some time in south africa growing up and there was apartheid there and you know everything and he goes there were some streets that were very wealthy so they were like million pound houses or whatever like multi-million dollar houses on, on those streets and the rich people who lived there, they didn't like that poor people would walk down the street in front of their houses or drive them. So they then privately had gates put up on either side. It's a bit like what the housing association that you, you guys have over there. So unless you live there or a guest of uh, one of the rich people, you can't even walk through or cross through it. Given this was a public road, legally, you're not really allowed to do it, yeah. but money talks and, and they had it. And he drew the analogy to how security is these days. Like we have all the tools available, everything's there, but there's a walled garden of cost that prevents a lot of people going there. So if you want a secure phone, iPhone is really good, or the latest Google Pixel or Samsung is really good, but you have to spend like what, 1,500 pounds, $2,000. Yeah. As soon as you leave that category of people that can afford that, you're left with, $150 Android phones running. Huawei and yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They can't be updated. They're running and uh, you know, if you want like, you know, if you want Cloudflare, you have to pay for it. If you want anything remotely secure, you have to pay for it. And 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 I think he, he was talking a lot about how you know, there's this walled garden within security. He it's says, "I'll be noting a conference that costs charges like over a grand per ticket." But <laughs> At least it wasn't in a SANS course, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, it, it's that's an interesting thing. There's so much money in the InfoSec industry. Um, you know, it's just it's just money after money after money. And and for those small medium businesses, trying to get them a way to compete or 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 you know at least kind of keep their head above the water when it comes to what's going on out there and their threats. Yeah, that's a that's a challenging thing. And, you know, 
a, a lot of I see a lot of small medium businesses just kind of also looking at it going if these big people with these huge budgets can't protect themselves and they end up in the news what chance do I have which is a pretty unfortunate uh, angle as well you know yeah yeah definitely so, so just a quick comment we received from Tim, oh. I want to offer a promotion of your channel viewers followers video views chatbots the price is lower than any competitor the quality is guaranteed to be the best Auto on, incredibly flexible and convenient auto management and everything you have. Turn it on, off, customize, go Amazing. to com. Thank you, Twitch. You go off and, and set that up, Eric. Do it now. Yeah. So, okay. Anyways, uh, before we, we're, we're kind of meandering here, but, you know, we're towards the end of the year. So I want to bring up a story that I have about you and I, because I think it relates to something that happened to you. Okay. So follow me here. When you joined No Before, where we are both colleagues now, mm -hmm. um, I took you on a training adventure, didn't I? And we went down to the great city of Miami, where I spoke at a certain conference. And as we got out of the car at that conference, a person said, oh, it's Eric. Man, I love what you do. I watch you all the time. And he was like really into, like he was, he was fanboying. I was like, hey, awesome. You know, great to meet you and all that kind of stuff. And, and I was kind of like, see, Javad, we're in my place now. And then I remember as soon as we went in the front doors, the conference organizer was like, oh, my God, it's Javad. This is can you guys take pictures with me and Javad? And like, I just I felt very deflated when that happened. And you loved that. You, you really just loved the way that, that all everyone loves me. Right, right. So I but I understand something happened to you at black hat that might have you might have self-deflated a little bit after that you want to tell that little story <laughs> <laughs> as i was leaving black hat or yesterday on the final day um there's two guys outside uh asian looking and uh one of them saw me and he sort of like excitedly walked towards me with his phone in his hand and he goes, excuse me. And obviously, I'm, I'm kind of used to this, as you know, like people coming up asking for selfies and what have you. And I said, um, yes, you know, and, and like ready to take off my big jacket so that I look a bit smart and we can take a picture. And I'm I'm already working at angles the lights over there. If I stand on the right of them, then, you know, you're in full politician mode at this I'm point. I'm in full politician mode. And he hands me his phone and says, would you mind taking a picture of me and my friend with the black hat sign in the background? <laughs> Having no idea who you are because you're really nobody. No, I felt like Eric. I felt like Eric. But, you know, as a, as a, as revenge, I didn't frame them properly. I cut off half of the logo. I threw <laughs> the phone back in their face and said, you're welcome. And uh, that was the end of that. You're so petty. You enjoyed this a bit too much. Anyway, um, I am petty. I cut him off whenever I want. So, you know, um, that's just how I roll. Uh, anyway, hopefully you enjoyed our meandering. It was a bit rambly, thanks to Eric today. I don't know why he does this. He just takes up, you know, for his birthday, I'm going to get him a plant. That way he can carry it around with him and it can make up for some of the oxygen he wastes. So with that, Stay secure, my friends, and see you next.